This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Eric's new ink farm. Eric is a guy, he called me up and he goes, Ange, I love the podcast. It's, you know, you're so funny. Uh, let me get my ink farm on the show. So I go, well, what's an ink farm? And he says, you know, I, it's a long story. Me and him have talked for so long. But he says, you know, I got this farm and we're, 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 we, get, we do ink at the farm. And I was like, okay, well, what, like, what do you mean? Tell me more about, because my, my fans might not know that. My listeners, you know, I don't, I'm not really like experienced in the ink farm industry. And he goes, yeah, you know, we grow ink from the ground and we, and it's a farm and we sell the ink for pens and for, you know, stuff, pens and, you know, so I was like, all right. So yeah, Aaron, Ernie's ink farm guys go to Ernie, uh, Eric's ink farm.com to get all the ink that you need for your pens and, and and pens and more. Hey guys, today's episode is all about thankfulness and what it's like being Italian with a family that has a bunch of fucking crazy people in it. Um, I've mentioned a little, I've given you guys little touches, splashes of my family life uh, when I was a kid and you know recently. And today we're just fucking putting them all on blast. I don't give a fuck because you know at the end of the day, nobody really knows, no, no, nobody... Okay, I'm not going to say it like that because maybe that would sound rude. My uncle, my grandmother, my aunt, my fucking, you know, they're not trying to become famous or anything. And I'm not saying I am, but they definitely aren't. Like, nobody knows them. You know what I mean? You guys don't know them. And nobody's going to go message them. You can't find them anywhere. You're not going to be like, fuck you. I heard you on Angela's podcast. What the fuck? Uh, So... Today I'm going to tell some stories about how my my Thanksgivings went wrong in in the past years, or just family gatherings. You know, it's it's time for the holidays to lay out. You got fucking Thanksgiving this weekend. You got just the weather. You know, eggnog just came back into stores. It's kind of like a holiday, isn't it? Uh, Christmas time. New Year's Eve, there's kind of all of that within the next two months, and people are just getting their fucking rock-hard cocks out and enjoying anything and everything, and that's great, and I love the holidays, and I'm not saying that that's wrong, but being an Italian guy, I know that because we're all so excited, everybody also is equally pissed the fuck off at nothing, okay? As much as people are excited, Italians are short-tempered. This is short-tempered season. This is when the one wrong thing at the table turns into fucking World War Seven, and people are throwing cakes at each other, and fuck you, mom, and you're a dumb cunt, dad, and everything just turns into a bunch of shit really fast. It can, all right? I'll explain a few stories in a second, but first of all, let's start off in a positive way. Let's start off by... Some things that I'm thankful for. Um, I'm thankful for each and every one of you guys, all my listeners, everybody that tunes in. I'm thankful for the people that aren't listening to this right now. Uh, even if you listen to one episode before, you it means the world to me. Because I do this every week, not even as a career thing. I'm not getting paid. I do this as a hobby. And the fact that you guys support a hobby that I'm doing, uh, whether it's literally listening or planning on buying my merch this Christmas season, smiley face, 
uh, or, you know, any way that you support me by listening, by DMing me on Instagram, by submitting questions or answers. Uh, it means the fucking world to me. It truly does. I love having, like for me, it's the fact that I come and do this podcast the numbers doesn't really matter. If five people listen, it's like I'm doing it for people to enjoy. If a million people listen, I'm doing it for people to enjoy. That fact is like, or not that fact, but that concept is the same. There still are people that enjoy this regardless of the number. And I want to thank each and every one of you, even though I don't know all of your names. So thank you guys. And I also got to give a big thanks to my father. My dad is my idol. And he has given me guidance on, you know, structuring the next 10 years of my life, whether it's financially or being a better person or helping me out. I go to him for everything. Uh, My mom, I go to my mother for everything. And she's got my, she's my emotional support system. You know, I could sit there and talk to my mom about literally anything. And she's always got the best advice and helps me with everything. So I love you guys. My mother, my father, I got three brothers. They're all, I love them to death. And you guys know that. Um, so yeah, I'm very thankful for my family. I also, and and obviously the uncles, the aunts, you know, Uncle Joe, Aunt, Aunt Auntie Claire, Aunt Roseanne, Bima, Grandpa Dom, Grandma Michelle, everybody, Nani and Papa, love you all. Okay, that's my family. I don't really have that big of a family. We, it's kind of just like a little squad. And then I got like the the Vegas squad, Auntie Chrissy and Uncle Mike. I got to name all of them. So and my cousins. Yeah, I love you guys. Thank you. If you're listening to this, great. If not, then you'll never know. And then maybe I said fuck you on the show. Oh, if you're listening to this one, this is a good episode to listen to. Um, I also am thankful for a lot of the little things in life, you know, thankful for the fact that I have hands that I can grab things with, thankful that I have two eyes that I could see things with, thankful that I am living, you know, in, on a mostly healthy, in a mostly healthy way. Um, I don't have any, like, it actually sucks that it, that it has to be that way, but I, I'm thankful that I'm okay and that I'm healthy and my wellness is at a good level. Um, very thankful for that. I'm very thankful for the fact that I have a job that I could go work at and have a little bit of fun, sell clothes, see people, make money from that. I'm thankful for all the little things in life. Thankful that I'm, I got some fucking sl- slippers on right now. I got some time slippers. My feet are warm. Thankful for Ryan. Thankful for uh, every single celebrity customer that's dealt with me. Ron Funches, fucking Kendra Lust, everybody, Crystalia, everyone, Cody Garbrandt. I couldn't keep naming them because I don't want, that's not the point of this episode, but thank you guys. Thank you all. Now let's take a fucking 180 turn, just really quick whip turn. That was the happy part. I love everything in my life. It's all great, right? Now, here's a story. All right, this is one of the first stories. This was way back, okay? This was before I was actually born. This was a time, this is just so you could get a little bit of a vibe of what my family life was like before I was even here. Like, it's not like I just am going to say these stories and you're like, oh, that's just for your perspective. You're being a pussy. No, this is pre-Angelo being born. Just a quick one. My nani... Uh, she's, she's, you know, they're, they're having dinner. This is my mom's side of the family. My mom, she's, a, she was a kid at the time 
and her parents are my grandparents. They call them Nani and Papa. So they're having dinner, right? And it's like it was it was around the holidays. I don't know exactly when it was, but it was it's just a holiday dinner gathering. Very very normal should be, right? You're gonna have fucking pasta. What's hard about that? Your fucking mom, your dad, and your brother and you are gonna sit down and have pasta. It should be easy. You eat, you put the food on the plate, you twirl it around your fork, you eat, you talk, you drink a little bit, you laugh. Very normal thing, right? Should be. Well, my nani's like putting the table out. She's setting the table and my pop is sitting down and it goes a little bit something like this, okay? My nani's sitting down and my papa goes, hey, can you grab me some salt? So she gets up, grabs the salt, sits back down. Then he goes, can you get me some napkins? I need a, I need a few napkins. Oh, get me a few napkins. What am I going to do? Sit here and wipe my fucking ass with my mouth? Or whatever, <laughs> whatever you would say. He didn't say that. But then my nani gets up and goes and does that. Then she sits back down. Then he goes, hey, let me get a... I don't know what else he wanted. He kept asking for shit, though. And it was the fact that, like, my nani would sit down and would be about to eat. And then he would ask for something and then she'd have to get up. Now, like, third time she he asked for something, she takes the pot of, like, all the pasta and, and there was a lot of spaghetti in there and meatballs a big ass pot you know italians cook we cook in pounds and she fucking whips it like upward but also at the table and just covers fucking everyone in pasta sauce and the whole ceiling the table there's fucking this is how my mom explained it um there was spaghetti like that's it because you know they're noodles it's stuck to the ceiling and it was just like dripping down from the ceiling and everyone was covered in pasta sauce and uh what she went upstairs and was like fuck you then you fucking asshole get it yourself and take this with you fucking throws the shit that's how it was before I was here, okay? So now, these next couple stories I'm going to tell you, these are from my perspective, but like, this is, these are real things, you know? This is just, and it, I'm sure it's all Italians. All Italians probably don't have a, a crazy fucking, crazy moments like I did, but Man, it's got something to do with something, you know? I think there's definitely some crazy people in my family. I think we're fucking quite a different type of person uh, in each and every one of us. But part of it is just like we're Italian and that's just how we, we, we're loud. Dude, when I'm at my nanny's house, it's like, okay, if it's me, my nanny, my mom, my papa, my brothers, my cousins, like every, it's almost like everybody just talks at once. And then we pick what we heard and then we respond to it. It's like there's no, which is, I love it. I love it and I hate it. See, my mom's side is Italian and they're all like 100% Italian. And then there's even like Italian and Cuban. I don't know how the fuck Cuban got in there, but oh, well, my aunt. So it's Italian and then Italian and Cuban. And then my dad's side is Italian and, and Polish. So I'm a mixture of Polish and Italian. That's why I'm white and and very pale, right? And I have OCD. I'm sure I got some of that from my dad. I'm a germaphobe. Um, and for my mom, you know, I'm reckless. I'm a fucking no filter type of guy. I'm loud. I'm outgoing. So now, and my, I got a lot of that from my dad too. My dad's a, my dad's partially Italian, but 
I get both. So when I'm with my dad's side of the family, it's very like quiet and nice. And remember when we were kids, we would do this and that and you were so sweet. And then I go to my naughty's house and it's like, fuck you, you piece of shit. What the fuck's wrong with you, you fucking idiot? And I got to deal with all of that. So it's like really, I get the best of both. If I want to wake the fuck up, and if I, if I want to focus on something else, if I'm in a bad mood and I just don't want to focus on shit, you could guarantee going to my mom's house or my nanny's house is going to give me something else to think about because someone's going to say something that either pisses me off or I get interested in it. And I'm now I'm like, now I'm debating. There's always like, you got to pick a side and you fucking sit there and talk about it, whether it's Wheel of Fortune or talking about Trump or talking about God or... Or talking about relationship. I mean, anything. It's an argument and a half. And part of that is, it is, it's very loving. It's very passionate. Everyone's very passionate in what they're talking about. Because when you say like, I'm trying to think. If you say like, Barack Obama was a great president. Someone could say, well, I disagree. An Italian would say, what the fuck are you talking about? Are you a fucking idiot? No, he's not. And what they're, they're not really calling you an idiot, right? They don't, they're not trying to bash you. They're just saying like, how, how dumb can you be that you don't see it my way? It's kind of how it is, which could be looked at as like a kind of sweet way, you know? Um, and it's really not that sweet because it's not coming from a sweet place. But um, yeah, they just, the way that we talk to each other there is a lot different. When I go to my, my family, my dad's side of the family, if I say fuck, it's like, hey, whoa, we're not going to be swearing around my mother, all right? And then it's like, all right. But then I go to my nanny's house, and my nanny will say fuck you to me, like com- completely different. And it is nice to have, you know, a more relaxed kind of chill type of setting where you can eat your food and not have to fucking duck from someone throwing shit at you. Or, you know, there's not smoke and there's not like people screaming. It is calm. But then, you know, what I've realized is then then it's like, are we really being ourselves or are we just kind of like being calm and being collected for each other's sake, which is a nice concept, but that's not necessarily who I am. You know, I am more loud. I do like to talk loud. I don't like to yell. I'm not like a big, I'm not necessarily big on like yelling at my grandparents. That's not what I get off on, but I do like to talk loud and swear and, you know, drink a little bit and have fun and get loose. Not like drunk, but get, have fun, you know, open up. It's a, it's, I'm, I'm somewhere in between normal sit down dinner. Dude, I remember I had a friend that is one of my good friends. I'm not going to say his name. When I was a kid, I used to go to his house and he'd be like, you guys want to have dinner with us? And I'd be like, sure. And my other friends would be there. We would sit there and all you would hear is like, Hold on. This is all you would hear. Like you, I don't know if you could hear what I'm doing, but you would just hear like the fork and knife cutting shit and then just chewing. And for a straight 30 minutes, nobody would say a fucking word. Nobody would say, how was your day? How are you doing? Nothing. They would just sit there, eat like robots, and then leave the table. So as a kid, I knew that, fuck that, like not doing that. And then I would go home and have like, we're eating at the table, my mom's smoking at the table, 
we're kind of getting up and getting like moving around. I'm sitting on the couch. Someone's sitting on the bar. We're like all yelling to each other because nobody's at the same table. Like we're all, it was very open. It was the opposite of like quiet. And we're all laughing together and having fun. Um, my, my dad's side of the family is in between. Well, no, not even in between. My dad's side of the family is more towards my friends that I was like super quiet. But it's it's respectful, right? Um, now... These stories are going to all take place at my, probably at my house. Yeah, they were all at my house. When I was like 10 years old, okay, this is this is an Italian fucking family type of story. I know Italian people can relate to this. Um, and probably other people too, not just them. But my uncle was sitting at the couch, all right, and he's watching TV. And we had a, we had a beautiful house. We had the first floor that you walk in. It's like where you walk in the door you walk in and there was a, there was a big family room where there was like two couches, a table in the middle that you put your drinks on, and then a big TV. And then next to it was the kitchen, and the kitchen had a big bar that overlooked, like if you're in the kitchen cooking or setting the table, you could see the TV and you could see the people in that room, right? And it was a big ass bar that like had like five seats at it that a lot of people could sit at. You could set up tons of food. Um, now my uncle's in there watching TV and that's my uncle on my mom's side. Right. And, uh, my grandpa on my dad's side is sitting in the kitchen and now my uncle's like turning the volume up. My parents are divorced now. So like, I don't give a fuck. I'm telling these stories. So if you're in my family and you're like, Oh my God. Yeah. Yep. I'm telling the story. Um, so my uncle starts like putting the, changing the channel and then turns the volume up. And now my dad's in the kitchen and he's like, hey, can you turn the turn the music down or like turn the volume down? My dad's got a headache. So my uncle's like, all right, turns it lower. Five minutes later, he fucking turns the volume up again. And now my dad's like, hey, let's fucking not, we're not doing that. So turn the volume down. He's got a headache. We're just trying to chill and talk. Like, let's not, don't be an asshole, you know? Now, five minutes later goes by. He cranks the volume up and now my dad yells at my mom's brother, which is my uncle. And he's like, Hey, cut the fucking, like cut it out. This is my house. Turn the fucking volume down. I don't have to ask you five times. Then my mother gets involved and she's like, you don't talk to my fucking brother like that. What's wrong with you? And then my grandpa Dominic is yelling at the fucking brother and then everything turned to shit and it ended up with. Uh, my grandpa Dominic left, my uncle left, some people came back, some people left for a half an hour. I think my grand, my uncle or my grandpa left the whole thing. He was like, fuck this. I have a headache. This Jagoff's not turning the volume down. So fuck this family. I'm going home. And that's probably what I would have done. So I don't blame him. But it's like, then my mom's yelling at my dad. Like, you don't talk to my brother like that without even like thinking about the situation. And then my dad didn't really like play his part either because he's just worried about the TV. How about fucking forget it? Go in a different room. The house was huge. Everybody could have done something different here, you know? Instead of just fucking eating food, it's got to be a big thing, okay? And that was my whole entire life. It's like things could have just been normal. I could have just sat down and laid on the couch but because someone's mad or like my mom would just see me on the couch. Why aren't you studying for school? I don't know, mom, because I don't give a fuck about school. 
Alright, well now let's fight about it. Okay, I don't want to. Alright, well you have to because now I'm in your face screaming at you. Alright, cool. You know, and I'm not saying any of this to be like, oh, my life was so hard. I laugh at it. I think it's very funny. And I think it, it built uh, a lot of the personality that I have, a bold character. It, it's very loving looking back on it. It's very funny and it's happy. But uh, yeah, it's just relatable stories. I want to tell my stories and hear your guys as well. Um, then there was a time where, oh, you know, another thing. This is just an honorable mention. Within the years, um, I've had a girlfriend. My my, I've had a girlfriend. Is what I just said. I've had girlfriends. My brothers had girlfriends. We've had friends over during like holidays. There's always some f- weird fucker at the table that nobody knows. I remember seeing my cousin's girlfriend and being like, "What the fuck? Like, who is that?" And then the next year, it would be a different girl or my cousin's boyfriend, different guy, or like, hey, I'm bringing my friend this time. There was always someone that you think like, and then the whole family would be like whispering, like, doesn't she have a family? Doesn't he have someone to hang out with? What's going on? And then someone would say it like, hey, what are your, what are your parents doing? And then the kid sits there like, oh, great. Nobody fucking wants me here. That's a thing that everyone goes through. It's not just Italians. It's just... There's always someone fucking random there, at least for my family. Uh, And one time I brought a girl, this was like, I was in seventh grade. I brought a girl home from, you know, we were like walking home from schools during the day. And I brought a girl home. Her name was actually Tiffany. Shout out to Tiffany because if you remember this, it was pretty fucking funny, but it really was shitty for for our relationship at the time. Um, I brought her in and... To a seventh grader, my uncle goes, what the fuck did you do? Bring her off the corner? Because she was she was dressed with, like, she had short shorts on and a tank top. And he, he like, made a, a joke as, like, what has this brought, a hooker? And it's like, dude, she's, like, 14 years old. So then she told me that she didn't want to talk to me anymore. And that kind of ruined our relationship. We were, like, dating as, like, little kids. And, uh, yeah, my uncle fucking broke us up. But... You know, looking back on it, it was pretty funny, wasn't it? Now, there was another time where, oh my God, my, I mean, my mom had said shit to like my brother's girlfriend, like kind of called her a bitch. They would like make, make fun of each other. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say this part, but my brother had a girlfriend that was from a different heritage and someone said, someone like just made fun of their fucking culture to their face and then I remember the girl being like, like, have being like really hurt by it. And then she was like in a different room crying with my brother. And I walked over there and I was like, what's going on? And they explained the story like your uncle just like made fun of me. And I was like, okay, well, sorry about that. That kind of sucked. You got to watch out for shit like that. The other thing is Italians are, are so like. They'll say, like, fuck you, motherfucker. Remember when you did this, this, and this? They'll dig your fucking old past, like your skeletons up, and just throw them in your face. And then two minutes later, they'll be like, hey, you want to go get coffee? Like, you can't you can't be emotional. Uh, but, but they are. But, like, you can't, because nobody really means anything that they're saying. Um, there was even, I mean, my dad would come home, he would work. And these are, these are kind of stories that are like told from my, like they're kind of biased, right? Because I'm not, I'm, I live with my dad. So they're kind of more from my dad's POV. But 
Uh, my dad came home. It's just my my thoughts on it, though. My dad came home, and he would work all day. He would work from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. every day. And doing, it's not a fun life to do sometimes, like getting up at 6 a.m., driving two hours in traffic, working your ass off, and then coming home. So he would come home, and one night the, the his family was over, and my mom's family was over, and his mom had asthma, so he asked her, like, hey, can you guys not, like, smoke at the table? My mom has asthma. Instead of just saying yes, now keep in mind, we had a very big house, you could have just like gone in a different room instead of just making like an easy request granted. It turned into like, well, who the fuck do you think I am? What are you just going to tell me where to fucking smoke? And it's like, no, God, please just, I just, please don't smoke here. She has asthma. Is that not enough? She's got asthma. Can you not smoke right next to her? Then I was like, well, why don't you tell her to fucking go in a different room? I'm not moving. And then it's like, oh my God. All right. And then it turns into, you know, fucking, I don't know. Then then the my grandma looks bad for having asthma because who would want smoke in their face? And and after all the fight that they had about that, uh, they, like, stopped coming, coming over. My grandma stopped coming over to the house because they were, like, banned. Like, we just, we just didn't really... Communication in my family was, was a fucking all-time low when I was a kid. There were so many times where just... Everyone would fight over fucking nothing. I've told you guys a story about my mom throwing the... She threw her phone at a bus. She came... My mom is the type of woman that like... And it's great. But like you cannot fuck with her kids when... Like you just can't. There's no way. Here's a time... This isn't even within my family. This is just a fuck it story. I might have told this before, but I don't think I did. Um... Me and my friends used to like skateboard and like play hockey and like have we would play outside all the time and we would play in the street. Now, the village board woman, um, dude, I actually realized something in the story. The village like of Bartlett or of the town that I live, it wasn't even Bartlett, the village of like Woodland Hills security guard bitch, 50 year old fucking entitled woman would drive down our street and like scream at us and be like, get the fuck off the street. I'm the fucking board of security, whatever. And we're like, okay, God, she's such a cunt, man. I don't know why. So I would have my friends over and I'd have to explain to them like, dude, I know she's a bitch, but like we got to listen to her. And my friends were like, fuck her. It's the street. We could do whatever the fuck we want. Like, what does she own this area? No. So... Then we started going to cul-de-sac. So now one day, me and my friends are playing hockey outside and literally like this bitch floors it in her car. Like she fucking 80 miles per, okay, maybe not 80, but like 45 miles per hour in a little neighborhood. And we all jump out of the way, like literally dive into the grass and she just drives into my fucking uh, metal goalie net. Like I had a metal fucking net and it was very, it was very nice. Uh, she drove into it and now gets out of the car and is screaming at us. We had pizza. We were having like a, a really, we really would go there in the summer when we would play hockey. We would have pizza. We would have water bottles. We would have fucking teams set up. It was like the NHL on the street. Okay. Um, this bitch like kicks our pizza over and then fucking my mom figures out about this story. Dude, you should have seen my mom's fucking face. 
when she heard all this shit. Like now, oh, I, I did tell the story of the podcast about my mom going up to her and like punching her car with her fucking ring and like denting her car with it. And then uh, went to her house, knocked on her door, screamed at her, called her every fucking name in the book. Then the woman like saw that someone egged her house and they thought it was us. I mean, my, you don't fuck with my mom. Like that's one thing I could say is I, I can't even fuck with my mom because when I was younger, she would just flip shit and scream at us all and like throw. There was a time where she, we had like a big balcony and they were fighting. I came out of my room. My mom would like always have these snacks by her her desk or by her nightstand. You know, everyone does that, right? She would have like Lay's and French onion soup or French onion dip all the time. And then she'd have like cookies, like Chips Ahoy. And I, I remember coming out of my room and they were yelling at each other. And she was like fucking frisbeeing these cookies at me. And like, I remember one hit me and it hurt so fucking bad. But it didn't hurt because like how fast she was like side arming these fucking cookies at me. Like it hurt to to. To think that, like, my mom would want to hurt me with a cookie, you know? Like, what is... It was just anticlimactic from, like, we were, like, you're my mom, you know? Why are you trying to cause... Like, it emotionally fucked me up. And I remember I remember looking at my leg being like, ow, oh, fuck. And then I went back in my room and I was like, all right, fuck this. Like, psycho God. My fucking mom sucks, man. She throws cookies at me. So... That was that's some of my stories, um, and you know it's not it's not only it, it always was like my mom would do something and then my dad would do something and then it was like battle of the families. Maybe it's not Italians. Maybe every family that has like both can both families living there can relate to this. Maybe that's what it is because I don't know. It wasn't really a lot of my mom and well, it was kind of my mom and dad. There was just so many fucking things wrong. You know when you're a kid and you think that everything's perfect, but everything's fucked up all the time? Yeah, and you just kind of just start to like write things off. And then when you're like 20 years old and your parents are divorced, you look back at everything like how easy it would have been to maybe fix some things, do things differently, you know, talk things out. Like there was just... I'm thankful that I went through it all because... Hopefully in my future, I could look at things and, and be like, here's what we're doing with my girlfriend. I could say, listen, I've been through this all, all of this shit before. I know how it goes and I, and I have the experience. So that, that's, that's a good thing, you know? Um, but yeah, we fucking quite the Thanksgiving, quite the Christmas. Oh, here's a last one, by the way, last thing. I last, last Christmas, I fucking was sitting down at the table and, you know, my uncle's there, my grandma, my mom, and we're talking about like my podcast and some people listen, some people don't, I don't really care. You know, my mom listens sometimes, my dad listens a lot, my brothers listen, I think to like every one of them. I don't know. I don't fucking care. I get that you're busy. You go to work. I'm not doing this. So like everybody, mother, you guys better fucking listen. Like, I don't care. Do it. Listen if you want. It doesn't hurt my feelings. But now my uncle starts saying, you know, like, I don't really listen to it. You know, I think it's stupid. It's only five minutes. And I was like, all right, you know, that's fucking, I get it. You're 50 years old. I'm 20. I You don't have to understand it. You don't have to like it. You might not even think I'm funny. 
And then he starts, you know, digging me a little bit harder. I don't really think you're that funny. And, you know, it's kind of a waste of time. And you, you could only do 20 minutes. You don't have to sit there and ramble on for an hour and a half. And, yeah, you know, some of that, after a while, I'm a pretty cold person. But after a while, it's like, all right, dude, you know, who the fuck are you? All right. Then you start getting a little mad. You know, okay, well, fucking what do you do? You know, you don't have a podcast. You don't even know what it's like. Don't judge mine. So now I'm starting to get heated, which is the mistake that I made because the right answer is to just let that shit go in one ear and out the other. But uh, it's just like you just get a little, you're getting a little fucking bitter about shit because someone tells you, hey, I don't listen to your podcast. That's fine. You know, don't worry about it. And then when they're like, yeah, I don't listen because I don't think it's funny. And then it's like, okay, yeah, that's your opinion. I don't listen because I think that it's kind of dumb. You know, you ramble. Yeah, I got it. I get it. Okay, we're good. I'm not, my feelings aren't hurt, but we. I understand. And then they're like, you know, I don't really think that you should try this. The next 10 years aren't going to go well if you're doing the podcast. Okay, hey man, now you're starting to really fucking get me, like Crystal Lee would say, blood red mad. Okay, so he got me to that point, blood red mad. And I was like, okay, fuck you. You know, now I start yelling at him and I'm like, dude, fucking, what do you know? You're an asshole. You're not a good fucking uncle. You sit here and you rip on me. And then when I said that, now my mom hears and my mom's like, you fucking shit on my kids all the time, you fucking prick. And then, oh my God, now it starts. Then my, my nanny's sitting there. She's on my uncle's side. My pop is yelling at me and everyone, my brothers are looking at me like, dude, shut the fuck up. And now it's like, oh no, we just fucking started a big, big fucking brawl. And everyone screamed at each other. My, my uncle left. I was getting in the car to leave. Like, my cousins are like, what the fuck's going on? Because they were at the other side of the table. And I mean, we screamed at each other. Like, I didn't really scream that much. My, my mom, I could hear screaming the whole time. But like my mom instantly sides with me because now someone's talking shit about me. And my nanny's kind of sided with him because like she heard that like I was getting mad first kind of. And man, it's just... It's fucking exciting. You you think about it all and it's like crazy in the moment. My brothers don't really like that type of shit. Like they started to like, okay, fuck that. I don't even want to go to Thanksgiving. But for me, it's like, it's fucked up. But I, I try to at least enjoy the fact that like my family's here and we're all together. And that's it. Even though it might suck that we're arguing or we're yelling at stupid shit. At the end of it all, we came together. I gave him a hug. Me and my uncle made up. I love you. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. And we all made up. And it was nice. And actually, since then, all of our meetings have been very fun. So you got to grow together. Sometimes it takes people way too fucking long. Like I'm 20 fucking one now. We should be able to figure out how to get along. But took us 21 years so hopefully this weekend i'm i'm betting on we have a good fucking dinner and we have fun and we and there's no arguments i think we're kind of past all of that um but yeah i just want to share a few stories because i thought they were funny it's a little bit more about my life i talk a lot about like my current life working and and love life and relationships but i don't really talk about my upbringing i do plan on telling more stories like that on here I got to get the fucking, I got to make sure it's cool with my mom, make sure it's cool with my dad and my brothers. But if I got, if I let you guys into my, my like story of my first 10 years of living, 
you guys are going to look at me a lot differently because you're going to see some fucking weird shit that I've been through as a kid. Um, so that's that. I want to give, I'm going to get into shoes. I'm going to talk about these SpongeBob shoes and the uh, Nice Kick shoes. But I do want to give another thanks because this is the episode of being thankful uh, to my current girlfriend, Nadine. Uh, I love you with all my heart, and I'm extremely thankful to have such a strong, compassionate girl by my side. Being long distance, you know, we're fucking 5,000 miles away sometimes. We don't see each other for a month or two, but she's fucking been there for me through everything, and we really have, like, such a healthy relationship, and I just wanted to say that I love you, and I'm so thankful for you, and I miss you. So... Um, now let's fucking get into this. And, and by the way, my girlfriend loves these shoes that I'm about to show off, which are the pineapple house Kyrie sixes. Oh, I guess I didn't really wrap. Wait, you know what? Wait, before we get into the shoes, hold on. Don't fucking turn it off yet. Cause we didn't do the stroke job of the week. Still too. Stroke job of the week goes to, you should think about who it's going to go to. Think about news. Think about trending shit. Think about like what's happened within the past week. See if you could guess it. Okay, I'm going to give you 10 seconds. I'm just going to sit here and look at the camera for 10 seconds. Stroke job of the week goes to Elon Musk. Okay, for this fucking video. He, he releases a Cybertruck, which I think is fucking awesome, okay? I think the truck is dope as fuck. It's a six-seat truck. It's made with, like, fucking bio-grade steel. I don't even know what that means. Like, military-grade steel. Uh, there's no colors. It's just silver steel. Uh, they didn't paint it on the outside or anything. It looks like a fucking warthog. Is it called a warthog or a warhog? It looks like one of those Halo 3, like with the turret on the back, one of those vehicles that they use, warhogs. Um, it's a dope-ass truck, and it starts at $39,000. It goes to $69,000. It's a great price compared to Ford and all that other shit. And this is like a look at the future of cars. This is a futuristic-looking fucking car, and a lot of people don't like it. But a lot of the people that don't like it are like 70 years old and they just don't get it, you know. But he's the stroke job of the week, not because he made a phenomenal product, because he during the demo when he was showing it off and like the debut of this truck, he explains how strong the glass are, is and it's like fucking almost bulletproof and you could drive into shit and if you get in an accident, it's not going to crack all this shit, and then he gets this stroke job guy, which I don't actually know who the stroke job is here, the manufacturer who made it, or Elon Musk for thinking about this idea, or the guy that throws this ball, but they say we're going to throw a steel ball bearing at the, at the window, and we're going to show you how durable it is, so he throws it, and it fucking shatters the, the window, and it's like, dude, really? Like, did he, why didn't you try that before you did it on stage in front of everybody? And it just really looked bad. Uh, Tesla's stock dropped like 6% after this video was released. And a lot of people ripped on it for like, you're saying one thing, but now you're like, you're saying it's all this fucking military grade shit. But then you throw a ball bearing at it and it shatters the window. Like, this might not be a great durable car. 
And then Elon goes like, yeah, throw it again. Like, maybe it's just a bad window. So he's like, are you sure? And he's like, yeah. He throws it. Fucking shatters again. Stroke jobs of the week goes to uh, the people over at Tesla. But I do think that truck is dope. I mean, look at that. Come on. For 39000 that's like not that bad for a truck at all. I think the starting price for a Ford F-150 is like 50000 and it looks nowhere near this dope. So it's good, but still a stroke job for doing all that, you know? Anyways, back to the shoes. My girlfriend loves these. Uh, I know J.D. Witherspoon loves these. He's a friend of mine. I just, look, I think SpongeBob, this show is dog shit. And you know what? I'm just going to say it, and it's just how I feel. I think the show sucks. I think that SpongeBob's voice is incredibly annoying. I think that the character of Patrick, like he's dumb, and like that's his gimmick. Every episode gets a little bit exhausting to like try to follow up and laugh with. I think that Mr. Krabs is, is just, I don't get it. You know, Sandy's only in it once in a while. I wish she was in it more. I think they kind of neglect her, which is like kind of sexist against women if we want to be really uh, sensitive. I think Squidward, you know, like, what are you? You're fucking a pothead or what? You're mad all the time. Like, he's got to get on some antidepressants. Uh, Gary, you know, he doesn't talk. Like, we get over that pretty fast. Fucking Plankton, is he's always got his, something wrong with everybody. I just don't get it. I don't I don't like all of that. But fucking Kyrie did, I guess. And Kyrie got a SpongeBob collab. And this fucker made a lot of money off these shoes and made a lot of these shoes. There's a Squidward colorway that's that Squidward color teal. Uh, there's like a sandy colorway. There's a fucking um, what's the pink guy's name again? Oh, Patrick's colorway. That's a pink pair. There's a yellow pair. These are the SpongeBob Pineapple House. This is like the these scream SpongeBob the most because it looks like his house, and uh, yeah, and it's got like the I don't know what the fuck that is on the back. Like, what is it? It's a it's a steering wheel for a boat, but like, where's our boat in the show? I don't know. I just don't get into it. I, I What I do think is dope is that it says Nickelodeon. You guys know that when it comes to collabs, I wanted to scream the collab. So even though I don't like SpongeBob, for this shoe, I give the shoe like a 9.5 out of 10 because when it when you appreciate what it actually is, SpongeBob and a Kyrie. You have the Kyrie shoe. You have very clearly SpongeBob all over it and a little bit of a Nickelodeon plug. And there are significant things from the show that make it more SpongeBob worthy. And like, oh dude, and his face is on the inside. Like, come on. I hate this fucker's face. Trust me, I hate this motherfucker. But, like, okay. You gotta love this. You gotta love it. Even though I hate the show, even though I would never wear these, even though I think Kyrie sucks, the shoe is great. All right. And I, and I almost want to bite my tongue saying that because I hate the fact that I have to say that. But they're great. It's a great collab. You, what, you know, what am I going to do? Act like I don't like it? The next collab that I have, these are underrated, okay? One of the... I, I got to do that at the end of this year. One of the most underrated shoes of the year. These, uh, 
Nice Kicks Ultra Boosts. These are like the consortium. I don't really know what that still is, but let me pull up a picture behind me. The Nice Kicks NMDs, these went for like $1,200 when they first dropped. They're uh, black and red tie-dye. Okay, I don't know why my fucking camera's not focusing. Black and red tie-dye, and then it's a white sole with two black tabs on the on, on NMDs, okay? Now, these are on the Ultra Boosts, which is by far the better shoe, and it's tie-dyed like fucking crazy, all different colors. These scream like LGBT friendly, Q friendly, uh, and they just scream like fun, colorful, kind of hippie vibes. I mean, you could label these for so many different types of people to wear them. It's not just an athletic shoe. I could see so many people wearing this. The gum bottom is fucking dope because you don't see that a lot on Ultra Boosts. I think they really went there with this collab. And you get the Nice Kicks logo on the tongue, which is dope. All right, you don't see that often. Uh, then they got the Consortium logo on the, like, I don't get that. I'm over that. But yeah, I think these are dope. The quality is unreal. Uh, it's like, uh, it almost feels like when you're a, when you're a kid, you know, when you're in like sixth grade and you guys get those like kind of bullshit t-shirts and you do the tie dyeing as a class. Maybe you didn't do that, but I did. And it actually feels like, it feels like that type of like mesh shirt type of material that you do it with when you're a kid. So very authentic. I fucking love these. And these go for $250 to $300, which for a Nice Kicks collab looking at their past, it's a fucking steal, all right? This pair goes for like $700 still, and this is the better one. And these are more comfortable. You know what? I, I might fucking get these for myself. I might have to just do it. I'm not even a colorful shoe type of guy, especially with the way that I dress lately, but maybe I'll just buy a few pairs and, and let them sit. It might not be a bad idea. If you're looking for a shoe to sit on, that might not be the fucking worst idea. Um, a couple more things with Black Friday coming up. We have the, I still don't know. Let me actually look it up. I don't know if they're doing a Chicago one colorway or a bread one, but we're going to find out right now. Jordan one Black Friday release. They always have something or a Cyber Monday release. Um... Yeah, they're doing the bloodlines, which suck. Oh, God. So here's what Jordan's bringing out for the Black Friday release of the year. It's basically, uh, if you're not watching right now, do you guys remember the black and white, like, champion, whatever they called them, retro one that was just clean as fuck, black and white, that's all? It's like that, but the black is has a trim of, it looks like a crimson red throughout the whole shoe, and then the sole is red. And I give these a firm 5 out of 10. Uh, it does look like they're good quality because it's tumbled leather. And I know that, unfortunately, people like that type of shit. But, yeah, I mean, come on, dude. Those are so bad. So bad. These look like shit. All right? That's that's what I'm going to say. These get a fucking solid... Yeah, I'm going to rate them a 3 out of 10. I think these are, look like dog shit. So that's what we're getting from Jordan. But from Adidas, we're getting a fucking steal, baby. We're getting a steal of the, of the year, okay? And all black, why, why, why doesn't the lighting work? Do you ever think about that when you watch my show? We're getting 
black v2s it's the all black non-reflective pair one of the best Yeezys to ever release, obviously, because it's a V2. It's all black. They're not that expensive. They're going to be 220 again, re-releasing. And the market's already dropping because the market was like 460 or the past two weeks. And since they released that they're going to be restocking these, the market's at 390, which means that if you're fucking smart, you could probably catch a pair for retail online because they're going to release a lot of these. You could probably catch a pair for retail, but if you can't, the market will probably be like 300 to 350 if we get lucky. Uh, and if if it hits 300 for brand new pairs, I'm buying one 100%. And I think that you guys should too. Not even just to sit on, but just to wear. I mean, they're one of the most co comfortable shoes ever made. And it's all black. You don't have to worry about like a shitty colorway. So I'm excited because any Yeezy for 220 that's black is a steal, hands down. Then we get these, uh, what the fuck are they called? Yacheli. I don't know what the fuck these are called. Yacheel, I don't understand what that means. I probably should have looked it up, but no. These are dope too. These are, it looks like a black, non-reflective Yeezy at the sole. It's got the black stripe, but then at the top, it's like that, whatever that prime knit that they use. It's like little squares of, blue and white and then red and white and then white and black it looks like a static that's like multicolored. they should call these the multicolor statics because it would make more fucking sense i fucking love these dude i don't know why it, they give me spider-man vibes it's like yeezy meets spider-man and i'm fucking into that kind of so i hope you guys get lucky oh Black Friday release, non-reflective Yeezys. I do have pre-orders on, uh, $360 a piece. It is a little high, but, I mean, people are paying $450 last week. So, if you want them, let me know. I have, like, three slots available. I know that there's going to be 11 in there, and the other two sizes are what you guys need. So, I don't have a lot, but $360. If you need, like, a small size, I could probably get them, but they're going to be more expensive. But for like the basic 10, 10 and a half, 11, 12, 13, if you guys need them, let me know. Um, have a great rest of your day and try to not fucking fight with your family this month for Thanksgiving or this year or this week. I love you guys. Have a great day. How do I turn this off?